0: Coming up on the Get Lean E Clean podcast,
1: I think too. This might be valuable for your listeners, like just that are in their fitness journeys, is uh, really find something what is realistic, enjoyable, and flexible. And I remember we got this from uh, Eric Helms of 3DMJ. He was one of our coaches too, and. It's it's an amazing acronym to remember, yeah. you know, if you could really find like an exercise nutrition program that is realistic to, you know, where you're at in life, the season you're at in life, how much time you have priorities, something that's enjoyable, something that you're not going to program hop or always like, you know, have shiny object or get discouraged with. And that's flexible to your lifestyle. Like I said, like, is it flexible? Can you pivot? Can you make changes when needed, if you're traveling a lot or if something comes up?
0: Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, E Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed Eric and Chris Martinez of Dynamic Fit Pros. Along with being best-selling authors, podcasters, and speakers, Chris and Eric have worked with hundreds of fitness coaches to help them build their online business and scale them. We discussed the importance of morning routines, how to be productive during the week, flexible dieting, how to do effective cardio, and their one tip to get your body back to what it once was. Really enjoyed my interview with Eric and Chris. Tons of great tip tips around business, life, and health. So definitely enjoyed it. Hope you do too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, E Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grinn, and I have Chris and Eric Martinez. Welcome to the show.
1: Brian, what's going on? Uh, thank you so much for having us. And I, I know you said earlier that this is your first time interviewing twins. So, <laughs> I mean, man, hopefully this goes well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm sure it will. I, I actually haven't had too many on where I've had two people at once, uh, a few other guests. But um, yeah, glad you guys are on and um, you guys are with the diet. That Dynamic Fit Pros is the yeah. name of your business. Yes. Very cool. Maybe explain, maybe Eric, want to start off maybe your journey into health and wellness and um, and sort of how you've sort of come along uh, through the business.
1: Yeah, sounds good. And um, yeah, I think this will be a good starting point for your listeners too, because they might be going through something just really tragic or just... Um, some form of adversity right now. So what got us into really our health and fitness journey was honestly losing our father. We lost our father um, at the age of 17 and we grew up in a really, really good household. Like our father was a correctional officer at San Quentin state prison in California. So very tough on us, all about work ethic and just education, which I see how that's like like transformed and paid out paid off now for us. But mm-hmm. he was actually, you know, he fell asleep behind the wheel um, driving home three nights before Christmas when we were seventeen, and we got a knock on the door around two in the morning from a California Highway Patrol officer, and that's usually not a good sign like at that hour. So I remember waking up, and I remember just literally thinking I was in a nightmare. And I remember just seeing my mom screaming on her knees, you know, and they had told her that, you know, her husband passed away. He fell asleep behind the wheel and that was it. You know, our whole life literally just like flipped upside down, Brian. Um, and then after that, uh, my mom lost her mom due to cancer three months later. So, um, (laughs) it was tough. I felt like, like we lost like a, a, a huge portion of my mom, she turned to alcohol, she turned to antidepressant pills and Chris and I, like, we were just grieving, you know, with our older brother as well too. And we just, we were very lost. So, you know, we went down that path, you know, really got into trouble, got arrested a few times, turned to alcohol just because we were angry. And then what really kind of changed our life at the age of 23 was literally, yeah, like, like starting to go to the gym, like, like getting really just like, you know, fascinated by body compositional changes, you know, the science behind nutrition and really just, um, our first mentor, Dr. Lane Norton. He was a huge, huge, just um, like angel from heaven that came into our life, and we hired him at an early age and worked with him for about like five to seven years, and he mentored us. And after that, it was kind of like game over. You know, we got inspired to start our first business, which was Dynamic Duo Training, just helping people with health and fitness coaching. And then, um, yeah, you know, just wrote a couple books, and then just did really well with that business. And and that was kind of like like where we're at now is helping health and fitness coaches build and scale their business.
0: Wow. That's quite the story. And, uh, now they, it's interesting that you bring up Dr. Lane Norton, cause I I've, I've become a fan. I, I do mm-hmm. enjoy his videos. He does a great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your introduction into the health and fitness arena was originally with just helping people, um, and yourself sort of get your body back pretty much or, yeah. In, yeah.
1: And I think it was more too just like the way we dealt with our pain and and grief was going to the gym, just staying focused, just taking our anger out on the weights. And like again, we just got really fascinated by body compositional changes. We did a bodybuilding show too back in mm. twenty thirteen, which I look back at now. just it was a crazy journey. but yeah, that's really kind of what got us into, you know, the gym and just everything,
0: yeah. and and you, you know, you talk about addictions and uh being addicted to fitness is not such a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you can overdo it, probably. but Um, you went from, you said maybe turning to alcohol at first and then going in getting into fitness, what sort of made you turn the corner and, and get into, uh, you know, health and fitness.
2: I think it was just kind of hitting like some rock bottom points, you know, to where Eric got a DUI and then um, I got arrested and put in jail for fighting um, back in San Jose in California and just waking up and just kind of looking around like, is this my life? You know, like right. my father worked way too hard, you know, and I'm like literally dishonoring him and his sacrifice that he made for our family and just doing this kind of dumb stuff just out of anger and playing the victim role, you know? So I think it was just a couple of wake up points, you know, with me and Eric. And then, um, obviously, you know, first, uh, you know, coming across Lane Norton and just getting into like that consistency, that focus, that discipline and having that carry over just into your life. And then into uh, starting businesses and everything else.
0: How long ago was that?
2: Um, this was two thousand. 2008,
0: 2008. Okay. Yeah.
2: So working through about 2008 to about 2014. So about five, six years. Yeah.
0: Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you, you somewhat almost hit rock bottom to make sort of make those changes. And and for some people, you hate for them to wait till they have some type of emergency or some type of health scare in order to make changes. Yeah. Um, what type of things have you been implementing? I mean, not, that's obviously a, a while ago now, but like, currently in your like daily routine that helps you stay on track, um, morning, evening, things like that.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just like, you know, always a morning routine. Uh, mm-hmm. but if I look back on it, Brian, and to be hundred percent honest, um, we were missing our faith at that time to be hundred percent honest. And ever since we moved over from Los Angeles now to Dallas, the past two years, we've gotten really plugged into our church and renewed our faith because I think that we were honestly very angry at God for him taking away like our father. And again, we played the victim role and just became very angry. Didn't have any type of faith um, anymore. And I think that was a big kind of like me missing uh, component. If I look back on, it, if I could have ever done it again, I would have had my faith at that forefront. And I would have knew that this happened, this didn't happen to us. It happened for us. You know, Mm. and if I would have just knew that I wouldn't have went down all of those kind of like rabbit holes and, you know, gotten in trouble with the law and addictions and stuff like that.
0: Mm. Yeah. What about you, Eric?
1: Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree with Chris, but the biggest uh, thing, the game changer would just be the morning routine, (laughs) you know, just setting intentions and just really, you know, priming my mind to play offense, not defense. And, you know, that's, I really try to, you know, emphasize that to like my coaches that I coach and just even uh, when I, when I used to do a lot of fitness coaching, I would really try to have them like focus on at least 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, really gamify up to buying into the morning routine. Because I mean, there's so many benefits to it. And just, there's so much noise going on. There's so many distractions towards like, man, if you could really just like focus on just like you and really just like your thoughts, your attitudes and your actions for each day and just execute it's a game changer. It really, really is.
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm a big morning routine guy. I I always find like, it's, there's something about the morning, at least for me, where I'm just most productive. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some people are productive at night. It's, that's not me. (laughs) So I think part of it is like finding out what, when it, when is the best time for you to be most productive?
1: Right. Yeah. What is, what is like, what's like, 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 what does your uh, morning routine look like?
0: Uh, so yeah, I mean, I have two dogs, so up and out take them out for walks, no matter the, 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 you know, we got snow going. So no matter the temperature we go. Um, and so that's the first thing. And then after that, getting back and probably just focusing on like the biggest levers that move my business. Um, I'm sure you guys talk about that with your, with, with your health coaches that you coach, um, trying to prioritize and doing the most important things first, because I know as the day goes on that I just, I'm less productive and I'll probably do those things that that need like less mental capacity, I would say.
1: Sure. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, you know, I try to just get some movement in early on, you know, I always tell people, like you said, 10 minute movement routine, something like that, just to get, get, get going. Um, and you know, I'll do some journaling. I'll be, I've been doing, you know, I go on and off with that, but journaling, I love, um, you know, some, you know, sometimes even some forms of yoga or things like that early on. What about you guys? What are your mornings like?
1: Go for it, Chris.
2: Yeah, so like what I do is I'm up at 5.30 every morning. So the first thing I do is um, I'm reading the Bible for 15 minutes and that kind of like, and then I'll do a journal for about five minutes. That kind of completes my spiritual side of like the morning routine. And then the next 40 minutes, I'm just dedicating to like a skill that I'm trying to enhance. So maybe it's like a marketing book, a business book, a sales book, whatever it is. Um, After that though, like I, I stretch and I foam roll and then I go take the dogs out for a walk. And after that, man, I'm just like ready to play offense. I'm ready to tackle like anything, you know, just from just dedicating that whole entire, just like spiritual side. And then the, the business
0: side of it, and just getting ready for the day. That's great. Eric. Similar
1: <laughs> to Chris, but I, I I've always told him I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm not, is, I'm not an early riser just like that. So I usually get up between six and six thirty depending on how the day looks if I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing, like I, I'm a huge uh, again, I'm putting God first, no matter what I'm reading in the Bible for fifteen to twenty minutes. And then again, um after that, I just go into reading a book. So one book that I just finished reading again was uh, the magic of um, thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. Amazing, amazing book. Um, so that's usually what I do. And then after that, man, I just, um, I, I go into like a stretching mode, like at least 15 to 20 minutes of just like solid stretching. And then I'll either go for a walk or not. And then, you know, just have some coffee. And then after that, it's kind of off to the races.
0: Yeah. And uh, now you guys are are in business together. I'm assuming you live in separate areas.
1: Yeah, we had to cut that umbilical cord. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, um, what type of like, I I know you guys work with other coaches, what about mindset? You know, this is something that comes up a lot with, with like my clients is, you know, especially I work with a lot of middle-aged males, like what, what type of mindset do you guys work with when you, when it comes to coaching and getting people, um, you know, honed in on their goals and things like that?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> great question, man. And, 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 obviously like, like mindset is such a huge component. Like really what we say is like to our coaches is like, if your mind ain't right, your business ain't right. Same thing with health and fitness. Like, like right. you could have the greatest yeah. blueprint to, you know, achieve health and fitness goals, but it's like, if your mind isn't in it and you're not controlling what you can, not stressing what you can't, then it's like, you're not going to execute. But, uh, one pillar in our programs that we do really just emphasize it's called mind growth. So instead of like mindset, because it's, Mindsets used everywhere. And it's like, it's like almost like a negative connotation to where it's like your, your mind is set in stone and it cannot expand. So for us, we're like, okay, mind growth. We want to constantly grow our minds. We want to elevate our thinking to elevate our life. So that's really what we focus on in our programs, like at the forefront, because it's like, man, like so many people have limiting beliefs, you know, just in, in false belief patterns that they just have to address you know, to, to move mm. forward and break past like those barriers. So yeah, we're huge on mindset. Biggest ones is really knowing your worth and value as a health and fitness coach. And then the second one is just creating a winning belief system.
0: Love that. What about you, Chris? What about, uh, any, any tips on mindset? Let's say if someone's looking to maybe, you know, get back into shape, obviously it's 2023 beginning of the year, what type of mindset changes do you think should be, or I should say mind growth, uh, um, <laughs> should they, they get into?
2: Yeah, I I like these three kind of like pillars when it comes to mindset is just really consistency, um, focus and discipline. You know, I think they all kind of intertwine and they play a huge role, like whether it's in fitness business, um, any type of life. So I would start there, you know, it's just like where in your fitness journey, have you really kind of like lost that battle of being consistent? You know, is it the diet uh, portion, is it the cardio or is it the exercise side of things? And then, uh, maybe the focus side of things, right? Like what, what is it that you have so much trouble focusing on, right? If you have a goal to lose, let's say, for example, 20 pounds in 12 weeks, you know, like where is it that you're kind of losing the focus? Is it the why behind it? Is it the motivation? Um, is it the the training program, the nutrition program, and then also just the discipline, man? That's the biggest thing. Is just like where are you lacking the discipline? You know, is it in the gym? Is it in the the kitchen? Is it going to the groceries? Is it is it meal prepping? You know, is it actually, you know, just staying true to, you know, getting eight hours of sleep and, you know, having that sleep cycle of going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time. Is it your morning routine? Is it your spouse? Is it your support system around you? There's just so many factors. But I think if you just do a deep dive in those three pillars of like where you're missing consistency, focus, and then discipline, I think you start there, you know, and everything else kind of snowballs after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, uh you know you talk about consistency I I will say you know I've been in health and wellness uh like 20 years now and I will say that is probably the one thing I'd say that just like has kept me like going through all this is just staying consistent yeah that, you know one thing that I've noticed uh for myself in my workouts and even for my <laughs> clients is I've actually found that my workouts have gotten shorter like I, I we talk about like micro workouts I don't know what you guys think about this mm-hmm. but like You know, 20, 30 minutes. I mean, you can go, you don't even have to go in the gym, obviously with COVID. I, I, you know, a lot of people stop going to gyms, but what are your guys thoughts on these micro workouts? Because I'm a big fan. I think you can get a lot done in 30 minutes and, and, and then you can be a lot more consistent throughout the week.
2: Yeah. I agree too, Brian. Like, like, I guess the older I get or whatever it is, like the, the gym experience, but my workouts are cut shorter too. I used to be in the gym an hour and a half. And I think back, like, what the hell did I do like in there? You know? So now it's no more than like literally 45 minutes. And then I'm like a five minute drive there and back. So as long as it's not more than an hour, I'm good. Um, but I even like switching to more of like a full body routine now mm. to where what I'm doing is uh, what's called a lot of antagonist paired sets. So if I'm doing upper body, you know, I'll hit like, you know, a lap pull down and then I'll go in and do like a bench press. And I'll do like four sets of that of like whatever it is hypertrophy or strength that I'm training for, and that saves so much time and it also just gives me like this great pump you know and then with the rest periods too so i'm I'm in and out in forty five minutes and I, I feel like it's been working good and I've just been going in there more frequent too about five days a week doing that.
1: Yeah. And I think I a hundred percent agree with you guys on that. And I think too, this might be valuable for your listeners, like just that are in their fitness journeys is uh, really find something what is realistic, enjoyable, and flexible. And I remember we got this from uh, Eric Helms of 3DMJ. He was one of our coaches too. And it's, it's an amazing acronym to remember, you know, if you could really find like an exercise nutrition program that is realistic to, you know, where you're at in life, the season you're at in life, how much time you have priorities something that's enjoyable, something that you're not going to program hop or always like, you know, have shiny object or get discouraged with. And that's flexible to your lifestyle. Like I said, like, is it flexible? Can you pivot? Can you make changes when needed? If you're traveling a lot or if something comes up?
0: Yeah, that is great. And like having that, um, finding something that you enjoy is is key. I always say like, I've never been like a big runner, um, Mm -hmm. like a cardio guy. I mean, I've enjoyed like Muay Thai and kickboxing. And so that's what I've enjoyed. And I, that's just been sort of my, like, um, my cardio essentially. Yeah. Um, what type of things do you guys like to do if you're not doing resistance training?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Like the, the combat yeah. sports stuff. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we did boxing for like over a year back when we lived in uh, LA and, uh, yeah. It was great, man. Like such awesome. a great, like cardiovascular exercise. And just, um, just even mentality wise too. just the level of focus boxing takes and gives you a better appreciation for it. But I mean, I'm going to say boxing, man, cause I'm not into running. I'm not into all <laughs> right. that stuff. Like I've had some injuries, but definitely basketball too. Like I love mm-hmm. playing basketball, but I had a bad injury with that. So
2: I'm like, I'm good off of that. <laughs> so you, you
0: retired. Are you, I retired yeah. from basketball too. Yeah. I hung
2: it up. I hung up the Jersey. And what's yeah. funny, Brian is when he got that injury, I saw everything he went through and I was like, nope, I'm throwing up uh, my journey jersey and hanging it up too. I'm not sitting there and going to go through that same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, and you know, you make the point as we get older, right? Like it's all about a lot of, it's not about not getting injured. Right. Cause who yeah. wants to be on the shelf? Like me, like I loved, I used to play basketball all the time and I'm also like a golfer. So, okay. I play basketball in the winter if I hurt myself, then I'm, I can't, I'm not playing golf in the, when the, when the weather gets nice here in Chicago Mm -hmm. and there goes my season. So, um, yeah, staying, staying healthy and and not getting injured is key. Um, what about, uh, we talk about training. What about like nutrition? Like, what are some of the things you know, uh, what, what kind of viewpoints have you guys gotten or have you, has it changed over the years as far as nutrition is concerned?
2: yeah I've always been like a fan that i remember when I was doing coaching as well too we would um, teach this concept called just uh, nutritional integration right and that's just basically all these diets out there quote unquote they're just concepts right so you hear a lot of stuff about like a keto diet intermittent fasting carnivore diet uh, flexible dieting fits your macros they're all concepts you know mm. and to me it's like how do we take these concepts which you know they obviously all have pros and cons to them and how do we again find that ref diet the realistic enjoyable and flexible and put them all together because we all know at the end of the day, what it, what the science says that it's calories in cal- versus calories out, right? So as long as we know that, and then we figure out what those concepts are to stick in with the ref acronym, then I think that's going to make the quote unquote best diet out there. That's going to have you be consistent, sustainable, follow for days, weeks, months on end. And that's where you're going to get your results.
1: Yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Eric? What- same thing with Chris, honestly. And like, I, I just, he's, a low, low he's no. a low carb guy. Okay. No, no, not at all. Heck no. I need my carbs. Okay. I, uh, I, I just, I like, uh, flexible dieting County macros. Um, and it just depends, you know, like, um, what season I'm in, like right now, I'm just like, kind of like more in like a, a maintenance type of mode or just trying to, trying to put on a little bit of muscle, which is hard these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really like tracking, you know, so like tracking loosely eyeballing and, you know, when I want to like, you know, have a little challenge, I'll go into like an eight week cut. And then that's when I'll set my macros up and just really dial in and just, you know, challenge myself to be more adherent and stuff. But yeah, for me, it's just definitely flexible diet and that works for my lifestyle and just kind of like what I've seen with like the the literature, the data, what's worked for my, my clients in the past and what I tend to just adhere to best.
0: Yes. Yeah, I can tell the way you talk. You've come from lay Norton.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> a lot of what he talks about is what you said. Yeah. And, and I do like, he's very like evidence-based and I think that's great. I mean, you know, you talk about concepts. I mean, I have people on my podcast anywhere from, like you said, carnivores, low carb fasting. I mean, I've done a little bit of everything I'd say I, for a while I was low carb and fasting. I've actually sort of changed it and dialed it up a little bit and actually adding a lot of like whole food carbs back in and just seeing how I perform. My big thing is I'm all about like self-experimentation, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've had so many people on my podcast and they're like, Oh, they're in love with carnivore and this is the mm-hmm. best. But then, you know, next week someone's like, I don't know, let's just say vegetarian and this has worked so well for them. So it, like you said, these are all concepts. I think it's just about sort of self-experimentation and finding out like what works best. Yeah. one hundred percent.
2: I think just people get in trouble where they get very married to that concept, right? Just because right. it worked for them or they had a big yeah. transformation and they just completely swear by it to where they're so biased by it to where they can't look on the other side of it. You know what I mean? And like, accept any type of other type of concepts that come in that couldn't like work just as well, you know?
0: Yeah. And then, so for you guys, you guys obviously coached health and fitness for a while, coach clients, and then you got on the other end of it and and now you're coaching, you know, um, you know, these doing business masterminds and helping coaches grow their business. What sort of made you make that shift?
1: Yeah, I think honestly, Brian, like the honest answer is we just got burnt out from doing all the health and fitness coaching. I mean, we were doing that for literally eight years and, you know, first started off as personal trainers. Then when we completely got our business to where we wanted, like we scaled it online and just worked with so many clients. We had like, like over 50 clients each at one point. It's just, I don't know. It just, it didn't really interest me that much anymore. And it's just my honest answer. I've told that to like so many other people. And you know, what lit my fire was like, just again, going into joining other like elite masterminds that were like business owners, entrepreneurs, and just like the science and stuff behind marketing, advertising, just content marketing, just really creating offers, really knowing your worth and value, really, you know, delivering a good uh, system and stuff that we used to do. So I just saw that need for health and fitness coaches because we were, we were at those pain points too, where we felt stuck on an Island. We had all of our certifications and it's like, they don't teach you all those, all those business, uh, you know, concepts and skills to where it's like, yeah, you're competent in exercise, nutrition, kinesiology and all that. That's great. But then it's like, they're like, okay, well, you know, thank you for your money, but we're not going to show you how to make money and how to put that into uh, practice. So I think all those things really lit my fire to want to do business coaching.
2: Yep. Chris, what about you? Same thing? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. And then also too, just like, that's what happens, you know, with health and fitness coaches, they get pissed off, you know, when other people there are, you know, maybe if you have like an, you know, let's just say a nutritionist, right. Um, they have like their MS or they have a, you know, their RD, but then somebody else doesn't have that, but they still are competent within like nutrition, right. They've done their like research and stuff like that, but they have that skill set of like marketing sales, connecting with people, getting them results. You know, people get pissed off at that, but that's just how the game is, you know, like when you own your own business, it's kind of like the wild, wild West. So that's why we tell our our coaches, like, you know, you have to be a fitness marketer first, which is basically, you have to have that cap on in that lens where you're a marketer, right? Because if you don't sit there and market to people, nobody's going to know about you and your good work. Yeah. You might get some word of mouth and referrals, but this day and age, man, it's just very noisy. So you got to get out there. And then, um, but that doesn't mean that you're, you're a crappy coach. It means mm-hmm. you deliver on both sides of that coin, you know? And I just think that Again, it's just too one-sided with sometimes with health and fitness coaches and it comes from universities. It comes from the certification programs, the textbook, kind of like style thinking, all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed in your background there, Chris, you got your book.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I got a couple yeah. of books there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one of them's yours, right? Is that, is that a book you guys wrote?
2: Yeah. They're both of ours. This oh, one it it? was right here. 2016 was the new era of fitness. And then this one right here is uh, the rise of the fit pros. That's for health and fitness coaches, teaching them like how to build their business. Oh,
0: cool. And the new era of fitness, um, when when did you write that in 2000,
2: 2016?
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. That's all based off of like, uh, five different kind of like areas that we've considered was the new era of fitness. I think we're a little bit too early on this, Brian, but it sounded cool at the time. Um, but the five um, areas was basically flexible nutrition, flexible exercise. It was incorporating personal development. Um, uh, I think it was habits and then it was mindset. Mm-hmm. But I think we were just too early on all that stuff. It just wasn't sexy at the time. Not a lot of people were talking about it, but we saw where the puck was going, you know? Right.
1: Gosh, I think back at that, it's like, that's already seven years ago. Like crazy wow. how time that's flies. Crazy.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you talk, I know you've said this word a few times, flexible dieting, maybe explain to individuals what that exactly that is.
2: Yeah. That to me is just kind of what Eric talked about with just, uh, kind of your macros, kind of having that skill set, and then okay. it being, a, and then again, tying in the flexible dining, the concept, what I said is like the conceptual integration with nutrition, just like understanding that, you know, how do you take bits and pieces on it? Like if you're somebody that still wants to count their macros, right. That's awesome. Right. But then it's like, if you like the lifestyle of, you know, intermittent fasting, where you're having like, you know, two meals, like pretty much per day with those, you know, feeding windows, that's great. How do we tie in, you know, um, Those feeding windows with the concepts of intermittent fasting and then still counting our macros. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that's kind of like flexible dieting.
1: Yeah. And a really good like rule of thumb just to follow with that is like an 80 20 rule, right? A lot of the the misconception with flexible dieting is like, uh, it fits your macros, like whatever it is, it fits your macros. Like, so you can eat whatever you can eat a bunch of garbage and highly palatable food sources, but it's like, no, no, no. Like you want to eat at least like 80% of whole and minimally refined food sources, right? Get your micronutrients in all that stuff. And then 20% could be, yeah, sure. Like non-traditional food
2: sources that you do enjoy that are quote unquote looked at as bad. Yeah. And for your listeners, like that an example of that is, if somebody has like a 2000 calorie diet, right? 80% of those calories are getting whole minimally refined foods. And then 20% could be like 200 calories from like, you know, a couple of scoops of ice cream or something like that, you know, but at least you're sustainable and you're not so restricted to just be eating like quote unquote clean, like, you know, seven days a week for like, you know, eight weeks or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, essentially if, if you're in, in a too restrictive diet mode for too long, it's probably not going to, Work well for you, you know, I would guess. You know, some people maybe, but it's, 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 a, it, I think you're in a minority.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something we used to do too, Brian, that worked really well is just kind of like diet breaks too. You know, we'd have people on some pretty aggressive like calorie deficits for about eight weeks, then insert a one week or two week diet break, bring their calories back up to maintenance, and they'd even lose weight, you know, because mm-hmm. all these different like metabolic swings and stuff like that would kick in and it helped their adherence. And then, boom, we'd go back into like a deficit and they'd just lose more weight.
0: And when you put them in a deficit, how much, how much of a deficit are you talking? Would you say?
2: Yeah. I mean, when they started off all dependent on where their maintenance was, you know, we'd have them track for seven days and just kind of get a baseline of like what they're eating and then put them in probably like in a pretty aggressive one, I would say about 400 to 600, again, just to get them momentum, get them confidence, get them some quick wins so that they can continue to stay focused on everything. And then maybe if we go back into it after like a diet break, it would be maybe moderate, you know, maybe 200, 300.
0: Okay. And then is this, is this how you guys do your nutrition as far as for yourselves now, Chris and Eric, do you, do you keep track of in your calories and, and sort of, you know, where your maintenance is at?
1: Yeah. For the most part, like yeah. I said, like just depends like what, what the goal is. Like, like if I am, am going to, if I'm going to do it like a dieting phase, like I will absolutely do like a 300 to 500 like calorie reduction. And my, my whole kind of philosophy is like, try to utilize cardio as a tool and just really just like, you know, get a little bit more aggressive on cardio. And, and even just with like, you know, non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, right? Like aim for like 10 K step, 10, 10, 10,000 steps per day, because like that will compound over the days and weeks for, you know, fat loss. So for me, it's like, you know, maybe try to, you know, just not cut so much calories, but like increase the cardio a little bit. So then it's like, you're not so food deprived.
2: Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. And, and Eric, what cardio are you doing? You said you're not a runner and you said you stopped, (laughs) you've retired from basketball. Yeah,
1: man. It's like embarrassing. Like, I I feel like I've gotten so lazy on my cardio, like where (laughs) all I do is like, I I just go and walk in the gym, like, like on the treadmill for like 10 to 15 minutes, like literally like just to get warmed up and I start my workout and that's it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I, I walk, you know, probably I do a couple walks a day outside, And then I'll do boxing, you know, like once a week, maybe twice a week. And, and that's pretty much good. What about you, Chris?
2: Yeah. I mean, I got a question when you do boxing, like how long do you kind of go for in that session?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've gone through, I've, you know, I've done Muay Thai on and off for a while now, and I've gone through instructors for, and recently now I've just picked up someone where we just do boxing and it's like, we do like eight rounds Mm. Um, and it is, yeah, it is a bit taxing, which is it probably is. why I'm only doing it once a week. <laughs> um, cause I think you can overdo it with that stuff. Um, you know, it's not like I'm trying to do it for a living. Um, but yeah, so I'm with him for an hour. It's not all an hour of boxing. That's a long time. It's probably 30, 35 minutes of actual, you know, rounds. And, and then the rest is, you know, just some other, you know, some maybe core and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Don't you feel, don't you feel really sore though? Like after just doing it once a week,
0: my body's okay. I actually feel all right. (laughs) (laughs) I feel all right. I think, you know, uh, I took a little break and then got back into it and I was feeling a little bit, but, but you know what? I don't know. I guess I've just been doing it on and off for 20 years now. Mm. So, you know, your body's attuned. I guess if you've never done boxing and then you start doing it for an hour, you,
2: Oh, it's brutal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. Cause I find myself only like being able to do like 30 minutes. I have a bag here at home and I'll do some, some like drills and I'll hit the bag, but man, I can't do more than 30 minutes. Like mm-hmm. my shoulders are just taxed. Like my calves are on fire. Just, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I had, uh, God, his name is escaped me. Uh, but he's big in cross, not crossfit, but, uh, kettlebells. And, and he has a formula called the hurt formula, high intensity repeat training. Um, you know, I know everyone talks about hit high intensity interval training, right. And a a lot of times what you'll find is and he he talked about a little bit and his, his name is escaping me, but he's been in fitness forever. And he talked about, you know, if, you know, like Eric, for example, you could get a lot out of doing just like quick sprints, getting back, like, even if it's like 10, like 10 to 15, 20, 10 to 15 second sprints. And then resting until you're almost back to your norm and then do it again. And he was just saying that a lot of times in this, in in these high intensity workouts, people are burning themselves out because they're not, the recovery time is not, they're not giving themselves time enough to recover between each high intensity bout. So, um, I actually have a rogue fitness bike in my basement I put in there. I don't know if you've been on those
1: nice. things. <laughs> oh, those are, yeah. Those are brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so like Eric, if you don't like cardio and if, if your gym has a rogue fitness bite or something like that, those things are heavy duty. Like literally I'll go in my basement and do, I'll be done with the cardio session in eight minutes. It's like, you yeah, know, you
1: know, no, that's, it's a good recommendation, man. And I, I like, like, I like doing the battle ropes too, with like, mm. like intervals, yeah. but like anything sprint wise, I, I got to just stay away from like, cause I almost like literally tore my Achilles and I tore like cartilage in my foot to where it's like, I don't want to do anything that accelerates like that. So right. I'll definitely, uh, I'll look for one of those rogue bikes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I do though, Brian, is that there's an assault bike at the gym I go to. And like my warm up is, is that for 10 minutes and it's like literally like a minute and 45, just steady pace. And then it's like literally just sprint 15 mm-hmm. seconds with my legs, my arms. And after 10 minutes, like, man, that pump and I'm just like, focused, I'm just ready to get in that workout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those bikes are just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well we talked about morning routines. Do you guys have evening routines?
2: That's one that I feel like that I could always like do better, you know, like no. we were good about shutting it off at a certain time, which I recommend even to our students. So I shut it off at like 637. I'm oh. really, really disciplined about that. Um, you know, basically after that, it's just time with my wife, you know, and my dogs too. You know, we're cooking dinner, we'll watch a show. I'll take them for a walk. Uh, if my body's hurting, I'll do like a quick stretch or a foam roll, but that's really it. You know, I wish I just had something better, you know, for your audience on like a, you know, a wind down routine or evening routine, you know?
0: Well, I mean, shutting it down at six thirty seven. I mean, right there, that's that can go a long way. Yeah. Um, when you say shutting it down, so you mean you're not looking at like doing work per se.
2: Yeah. Okay. No more calls. No more work. I try to put my phone somewhere where it's like I'm not <laughs> seeing the messages come in from like some of our assistants and all that stuff. So yeah.
0: yeah. Eric.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm guilty too. I, I really don't have like a, a wind okay. down. Like I, I really try to cut it off around that same time, 637. And like, as of late, I've been having to go to the gym like later, just cause my, my girlfriend gets off of work, you know, later. So, um, that's been, you know, just tricky, just transitioning to that. Cause I'm used to going like midday. But yeah. I mean, other than that, yeah, like I'm pretty disciplined on like staying off my phone and, you know, sometimes I'll get on it and stuff. But other than that, man, mean, we go, we go pretty hard throughout the day towards like I'm, I'm satisfied like with mm. what I've accomplished and, and the, the the amount of work I put in throughout the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, my evening routine has changed, but like, um, I, my workouts have shifted. I used to work out in the morning and yeah. I used to work out in the afternoon. Now I'm like midday workouts. I enjoy yeah, me too. Uh, you know, cause it just splits the day up. Yeah.
2: Yep, exactly. That's what yeah. I do. Being trained one and two, like I, I split up yeah. the day like that going to the gym.
0: Yeah. And, and how do you guys portion out your meals? Like, are you eating, um, you know, for a while I was, you know, big into fasting and I, you know, I still think fasting has a role, but I've, I've cut back a little bit on that. And I do have, um, like a mid morning meal and then I'll do my workout and then a meal after that. What about you guys?
1: Yeah. For me, um, <clears throat> what I do normally is I don't have a huge appetite in the morning. So I just literally get up and like, I, I mean, hydrate obviously, but then I just have a protein shake with like a bunch of different, like greens, like beetroot, just ginger, turmeric stuff. And then, um, I'll have like a handful of like, like almonds or nuts. Okay. And, and that's really it. Sometimes I'll have a banana with it and that'll just hold me off, you know, for like four or five hours. Then I'll have like two to three, like bigger core meals. And, and that's really it. Yeah. Same with me
2: too. Yeah.
0: You guys, and I talked to with, uh, who was I? Colin Stuckert. I don't know if you know. I guess he's, uh, he's in the health business. Uh, he has a, um, a supplement company called, um, wild foods, Okay. but, uh, we were talking about, um, I just drew a blank. We were talking about, what were we talking about? We did a whole thing on gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that you guys look into for yourselves or do you do any, uh, mm. like testing or anything with, regarding gut health?
1: No, I can't say I, I, I have, but it's like, I know how important that is. And it's a, it's a really fascinating like topic and I know it can be very complex, but no, I honestly have not really done like a whole lot of research on that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, we talked about also, um, we talked about, uh, building relationships and, uh, creating some sense of community. Um, because I think that's gotten lost a little bit. And I was going to say with you guys being business partners, Mm -hmm. um, working together, what's that dynamic like? And I'm sure (laughs) there's times like I've, I've been sort of a solo entrepreneur for a long time. And there's times I think to myself, like, God, it'd be nice to probably have someone along with me on this journey. (laughs) Um, Explain to me how that, how that dynamic (laughs) works for you guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's just tricky all the time. It really is. Um, but I think what helps the most with us is, you know, Mondays, we always do a meeting and that's usually through Zoom. That sets the intention for the week and just mm-hmm. makes us focus on what needs to get done. And then I always go to his place on Tuesday because uh, his place, he has like a nice co-working place and I work from home, you know, and it's like, I got to get away from these dogs, like just for at least one day and get out of there. So <laughs> that changes my environment. And then what I'll do is like Thursday, Friday, I'll try to go to a coffee shop or something like that. So I'm breaking up the week psychologically because I love being around people and the energy and stuff like that. And, you know, just, there's always the cons just working constantly at home. So that helps me a lot. And then, you know, sometimes like every other weekend or something like that, we'll go grab a beer and go watch like some of the, like the playoff games or something like that. And just hang out and try not to talk about just nothing but business, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, Eric? What's your <laughs> week like?
1: Yeah, pretty much like very, very similar to Chris, um, you know, but I think we're, we're really intentional, like on what we need to do every single week. And we just have our, our meeting, our, our Monday meetings, just like for an hour, like on zoom and just literally go over the entire week, like just the calendar, like make sure everything's really just coordinated, aligned with the same time slots and, you know, like serving our students, you know, marketing wise, um, following back up with leads, you know, really delegating all the tasks to like our assistants um, p- plus our podcasts. I mean, there's so many different layers, you know, to our business to where it's like, we have to be crystal clear on like what this whole week is going to be focused on and how we're going to execute. So that's the first thing on Mondays. And then, you know, after that, it's just like I said, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like we have coaching calls with our students. So we have time blocks. So, you know, that could be like anywhere from like, you know, four to five hours per day, just back to back. Um, just depending on when they book in. But um, yeah, other than that, man, like I like we just really try to line up podcasts. We'll do like batches, like me and Chris, we'll do solo rounds, we'll have guests, you know, from time to time. But I mean, for the most part, it's like putting in like a good solid like eight hours just kind of broken up throughout the day.
2: Yeah, I think if you have any listeners too, Brian, I think like a good kind of hack, we talk about this with our coaches too, because a lot of them, you know, are at that point where it's like, man, they get kind of like alone, you know, and they they just don't know how to really handle the day to day being an entrepreneur. Is again, just like go like invest in a co-working like office type Mm -hmm. of like membership or something like that, because you'd be around people, you can build your network and you can also get clients there. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people there that want health and fitness coaching. So that'll pay for your membership right there. If not go to a local coffee shop, get very familiar with the people there, the baristas, you know, just build your local community, local radius there, you know? And I promise like, if you do that one or two times a week, it'll like literally just change your whole kind of psychology of like getting out of your normal element, like just hating the day-to-day stuff and just getting that new creative energy to be different places and talk to people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Good point. (laughs) Love that.
0: What, what type of advice would you give to someone that that's maybe looking to become an entrepreneur and, and start, you know, whether it's, it's coaching individuals or any type of business, what, what, what type of advice would you give that individual individual right off the bat?
1: Yeah. The biggest thing I would say, man, is just like, <clears throat> it's just really reframing your mindset to just understand that this is a, this is a long game that you're playing, you know? So you have to just go into this as very, just like <laughs> focus and be like, man, I'm not going to build this overnight. That It's, you know, I'm playing the, the infinite game, not the finite game mm-hmm. and just really understand that it's going to take time. And I think just the biggest thing people don't focus on is building their, their, their resiliency, like their EQ. They really, really don't. And a lot of schools don't teach this programs, you know, um, growing up in different households, you know, you Your parents, you know, don't know, don't know. They only know so much and, you know, they, they want the best for you, but they're always playing it safe. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is just, is those components is really buying into, you know, again, playing the long game and just like, you know, building that emotional resiliency because it's going to be hard. It's, It's not supposed to be easy. That's why a lot of people just like, jump into it and they don't stay in it for very long because it's very, very challenging. And I think if you could put those together and then even just develop that mindset too, they're like, look, this is not about me. This is about helping and serving other people. Like this mission needs to be greater than even myself. And I think if you do all that, man, and like you know again just like be consistent, put in the sets and reps show up every single day and how that will compound like over the days, weeks and years, you'd be surprised like on what kind of like, you know, like stuff you could build and like, you know, a, a good reputation and just, you know, you, you'll get there at some point sometime.
0: Love that. Yeah, that compounding effect. Mm-hmm. Um have you heard the book Slight Edge? Jeff Olson? No, I haven't. Oh, heard guys, no. yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, write that one down. Okay. Jeff it- Olson Slight Edge. Slide edge. Okay. Yeah. 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 Look it up. So good. I mean, uh, yeah. Anyways, you made me think of it when you talk about compounding effect, Chris. What about you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that was great what he said, kind of like on the the mindset side of things. I think if like you're looking into the tactical side of things, again, it's like it's that character trait of focus. And there's these five ones that we teach our students to really focus on. We got this from a business mentor, so I want to give credit where credits due. But the five ones start with basically if you're getting into this entrepreneurship, a service based business or a product, um, what we teach our, our students is basically. That first one has to be very clear on who this perfect future client is. So again, who's that one avatar, that one niche? Don't be looking to help out the whole entire world. The second one is have one offer. You know, you don't need to have five to 10 different, like all offers, just have one really good core signature offer. That's going to solve the problem for that specific, uh, perfect future client. The third one is have one marketing channel. Everybody wants to be omnipresent have like a podcast, a YouTube channel, be on Facebook, be on Instagram, TikTok. It's going to drive you crazy. Pick one channel that you really like with like the modality that you're good at writing video or audio and double down on that. And the fourth one is basically your sales mechanism. You know, do you want to hop on the phone to sell your product? Do you want to do it through email? Do you want to do it through a webinar? Do you want to do it by chat? Do you want to do it by Zoom? Right. And the fifth one is just focus on that for a year. If you could focus on those five ones, like literally for one year, like, man, you're going to be an amazing spot in your business.
1: Yeah. And one more bonus one, man, hire mentors and coaches sooner.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love that. I definitely, I, I took some notes there. One avatar one offer one market channel one sales mechanism exactly and, and i like the one year yeah. at least one year right like exactly. it's it, it, it's a, it's a long yeah, yeah exactly it's a long term game yeah. um well this was great I, I do want to ask you on the other end like what one tip would you give someone who i always ask my guests is, is looking maybe to get their body back you know maybe they've been struggling a bit with their weight or their health has sort of taken a turn um what one tip would you give to them
2: I got a good one. Um, (laughs) What I would do is like take a picture of yourself, you know, like um, one picture that you're, you were really satisfied that you're in shape and then maybe take a current picture of yourself if you're not in shape. Right. And literally go print those out, like at an office Depot or, you know, staples and literally put those somewhere. You're going to see every damn day. That's going to motivate you to be like, I need to get back to there. And this is what I look like. And I'm not satisfied with that. That's, that's my lowest personal excellence. And I need to get to the highest personal excellence of getting my body back, get my mind. Right. Love that. That's
1: good. I don't know if I could top that. Eric, but, uh, can you follow you can't, up? You on can't that? top that. I, I'm just, Eric. I'm just going to roll with all, what's on my heart and um on my mind. Um, yeah, I just think it just goes back to me and just having a hard, honest conversation with yourself. I mean, even if we, if we take this in like a biblical aspect in the Bible, it says your body is your temple. So you get one body, you know, one mind, one everything. So it's like, Right. Just have that honest conversation. Like, why, what am I doing? Like, what the hell, like, do I, is this really the best that I could do? Is this the best that I can do and show up with either to myself <laughs> first and foremost? And is this the best I can show to my, my family, my future kids, like my community. And it's just, man, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, if you, if you can't answer that question and just like, be like, man, this is the best I can do, then mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else advice to give someone, but yeah, there's really no excuse for that.
0: Yeah. That's great, Eric. Well, guys, this was, this was awesome. I appreciate you guys coming on and, um, you guys are just killing it. The dynamic fit pros, um, where's the best place for people to find you?
1: Yeah. Thanks for having us, Brian. Like I really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you. Appreciate you. But, um, the best place to find us is literally, uh, probably go to Instagram at Chris and Eric Martinez. And we have a lot of great resources in our uh, link tree. Um, and then our website, dynamicfitpros.com. We have a really good free video there for health and fitness coaches. And then check out our podcast. Our podcast is called the dynamic lifestyle podcast. And I think those are really like the three main areas that you could find us.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love that. And I, and I'll be on there soon, which will be fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be
1: good, man. (laughs) Round two.
0: (laughs) You could fire away at me. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much, Brian. Brian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the get lean eat clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com. everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.